3: Hello and welcome to the Nile Nine Podcast. It is myself, Niall, and Andre Cleary, and we're back and we're back and we're back and we're back. Hi, how are you?
0: Hi, I'm good. I'm <laughs> back. I don't good. sound like a piece of shit this week, so we avoided that. Um I had COVID and no one had to hear about it. <laughs> so
3: sorry about that.
0: Yeah, it's fine. Um I'm largely better now, so that's why we You're weren't largely here.
3: Better. Next week. Sorry to hear you got COVID. I mean, I I had it in February. It sucks, but sure. Look, now it's now it's now it's done. Yeah. And uh, now I'm had super
0: somebody... immune for three months. Yeah, at least
3: had somebody to share it with as well, which is awesome. Yes.
0: Annoying. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's okay. But as somebody who, when I'm sick, likes a little fuss, um, it's quite hard to no get a little fuss <laughs> when the other person is also really sick. So. I I did feel a bit shortchanged on the whole. Oh. I'm I'm sick right now. Somebody make a little fuss of
3: me. <laughs> I just like you know
0: just a little. Oh, here's a blanket. Do you need anything? When actually a pair of us were just lying around, but it was fine. It was good. It was good to have company for it because we both got it like symptoms on the same day, sort of thing. So. Um, yeah. It wasn't yeah.
3: Well, that's something you were synchronized. So
0: we were. We were synchronized. Yeah. So. <laughs>
3: Better do it that way than have a uh, sequentially happening in the house. Which oh is God! So no, that here. would be the worst. God. Yeah. 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 No bad times. But we're here to talk about good times because yeah. we're here to talk about the best music of March 2022 and the things that have made us feel good this month musically and uh, other things non musically that you know are important to us and uh, we enjoyed. Um. So. It's like uh, a new tune disco we're going to throw at each other. Yeah. And, uh, and all my songs are start... sad. Yeah, okay, well. well sad, they're not, sad they're not, and... but they're all. <laughs> sad, sad girl, mm, spring?
0: They're um, all women, sorry. actually, I just realised. All my songs are women. And albums. Big week for the um, girls on Andrea's side of the playlist this week. <laughs> sorry, lads.
3: Uh, I only have one lad on this. Um, yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. And I need
0: to and he's lucky to be to see included, m- thank
3: you very much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. He's a great lad. Yeah, No, um, but we'll get to that. Uh, that'll be much later in the show. But um, uh, before I do, we haven't been around for a couple of weeks, but that's okay. And um, we're back now and we'll be, we'll be back firing on all cinders. And if you want to support us and what we've been doing, what I've been doing when we haven't been talking to you is uh, working on the website, nonline.com. I'm always doing that. And uh, I came back from a talk today, Andrea, from Ooh. in the university. It's something that does hasn't happened for well, many years. Mr.
0: Ivory Tower.
3: Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> um it's dot it's patreon.com forward slash nine oh nine if you want to support the uh, what we do. So uh do appreciate that. Anything you can do to help out is always appreciated. Help go and rub shoulders with the elite. That's what you're helping
0: them do. The Absolutely. elite just academics.
3: Just yeah, the academic
0: <laughs> elite in Manuth <laughs> mm. was it?
3: minute yeah and it was good yeah
0: and tony quinn said it hello good.
3: it was a good chat we had a good chat about music and employability um because you know Yikes. people have to think about these things and uh it, i thought it was good i was i was representing the person who was coming from a non-academic background and that's very much my vibe uh, because yeah. i'm did it all myself and we're, we're he
0: pulled himself up about? by his bootstraps and he made he it did. happen he is the american dream
3: Anyway, now will I tell you about
0: my first my first <laughs> song is for all, this? This has all gone
3: off the rails already. Yeah. <laughs> tell you quick save me from myself.
0: <laughs> I will save you from yourself. And Angel Olsen will save save ourselves from ourselves. Um, this is a new track from Angel Olsen. Thank God she's back. I have missed her. Um, this is called All the Good Times.
3: More good times.
0: So that's Angel Olsen with All the Good Times, which is the opening track from her upcoming album, Big Time, which is going to be out on the 3rd of June. And I've been listening to this song to death um, since it was released a couple of days ago. I love the.
3: Yesterday, wasn't
0: it? Was it yesterday? Well done. It it feels like longer because I've just been playing it so much. Um, I love the sort of slow burn of it. I love her her kind of two vocal registers in the harmony, like she has that kind of lower register, sultry kind of sound, and then she also has those kind of you know really high, really high pitched um notes in there as well. and I just think it's a really lovely, restrained song um that when it does kick in at that at that big moment it's just off the drums and the the brass and it just it all sounds so, so, so wonderful. And I think this is my favorite kind of songwriting from Angel Olsen, which is just that bit more um maybe paired back isn't the right word, but because it's not quite the the early, you know, the just just the acoustic guitar kind of sound, but certainly showing a lot of restraint and a lot of kind of push and pull in terms of the dynamics. And yeah, I think it's, I, I think it's a wonderful, wonderful song and it's made me quite giddy, um, about hearing the new album. I'm really, really excited. And about seeing her. She's going to be playing in, uh, October. Is that right? In Vickers Street?
3: October 24th in Vickers Street. Yeah. So, um, so very excited. Once again.
0: Yeah. To see her. I've never seen her live. Um, so no, no, never I don't think so. Yeah. No. Um, so very much looking forward to that and looking forward to the album. Um I'm or I'm already anticipating it being, you know, a big, big album. Um, so I hope that it yeah, is.
3: Yeah, well I guess she did make that kind of big, big album last that time. That was too big. All mirrors. We we didn't yeah, exactly. we didn't find out how big
0: that was. Um
3: And we've talked before about like Angel Olsen and the kind of stuff that I seem to like anyway mm. from age Wilson, and it's always been the quieter more pared back more uh, minimal kind of simplistic stuff and yeah. that's not not to uh downgrade her songwriting in any way no it's it's
0: very difficult to write doing. a simple song that's the thing Yeah,
3: to make it to make it that effective and i think she's always done that so well um and she's done it with with minimal uh, amount of sonics um in lots of ways where I think, uh, yeah, um, All Mirrors from 2019 was a bit more of a, a leap in that way. It was reaching for something mm. grander. It's much um,
0: bigger, much more orchestral, much grander. And I think there were there were times on that album where she sounded great and the whole thing worked, but I think it was more that it didn't work over a kind of a, a longer format of, of an album, whereas I think I vibed a lot better with the follow-up album Whole New Mess that came out in twenty twenty. Um because I I just got the chance to kinda of hear her within it again and and like you said, those kind of those simple songs that with these you know just paired back, good melody, good harmonies, good lyrics. That's that's what she's good at. I don't think she needs all of this fandango.
3: Fandango. I I'd <laughs> fandango. love to see Andrea, the <laughs> producer in the studio, she just turns, swings around in the swivel chair and goes, Can we get lads, we don't need any of this Fandango, <laughs> <We> okay?
0: <laughs> There's a bit too much Fandango in the room. Um, I, I watched The Commitments on Paddy's Day, then maybe that's where, that's where I'm getting that from. Um, that's a good one, yeah. But, um, nice. but yeah, I love, love, love this from Angel Olsen. so excited to just have her back in my life. Um, I'm a huge, huge
3: fan of hers. So yeah, it's great stuff. Great. I'm looking forward to hearing this. Um, too. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, tickets are on sale for the Dublin and the tour in general in Europe. Um, Dublin, 24th of October, Manchester, Edinburgh, Bath, London, Amsterdam, Paris, Cologne, Copenhagen, all on sale this Friday, so you can check that out. Um, my first choice this week is a album. Um, and I'll be honest. So I mean, look, maybe it's not a surprise to anyone who knows me that we're talking about Rosalía, right? But like, um, the third album from Rosalía came out uh two weeks ago. Uh, it's called Moto Motomami, and uh, I didn't like this on first listen at all. Um, but I've since given it a lot more time and. Um, I'm really loving it now. So I'm gonna play oh, a great. bit of a track uh, from track two. I haven't heard anything called... from, from this album. Okay, so uh well this is track two, it's called Candy and uh here's
2: Sunday. No Ponen que la pensara. Hay demasiado que no se para. La vida es bonita, pero traicionera. Vestida con eje de, de Fendi. Bailando Fendi. plamela de Candy. Kana, Kana, Kana. Así tú te prendaste de mí. Kana. El día que yo te conocí. Pero tú no me has olvidado. No me has olvidado. No me has olvidado. Solo.
3: Okay, that's Rosalía Motomami. It's a long album in ways of it's actually not that long. It's 42 minutes, but it's 16 songs. It's got a, it's very diverse. It's got a lot of different sounds. It's kaleidoscopic in lots of ways. Her second album, El Mal was her breakthrough album and. That was the one that kind of, you know, took her flamenco style and made it, brought in R&B sounds and pop sounds and made it, um, I mean, for me, certainly the first time I'd ever listened to a flamenco album in the way that uh, I, I really wanted to go back and revisit it. It was a modernization. It was showing flamenco music through a prism of modern music and I really fell in love with it, but I also fell in love with her voice, and I think that's the main um, thing here. Even though, you no, know, for the last three years, like Rosie hasn't hasn't gone away at all. She yeah. has spent a lot of time doing um, collaborations with people. She's done a lot of things in the last couple of years. You know, she's been also genuinely moving away from that kind of. She does uh, come back to a kind of futuristic flamenco kind of sound and she has done it in the past, but she's definitely brought in more hip hop. and um, she's done more reggaeton stuff and we talk about a bit about that in um about why that might be a criticism that's been leveled at her. So has um collaborated with the likes of Arca and One tricks Point Never. Um, what is Eilish, the, the
0: criticism of her using reggaeton,
3: I ask? Well it's a new I think it's it's difficult to is understand. Is it that it's not
0: hers to use or
3: well, yeah, because she's she's a Spanish artist, but she's not. A, she's a Hispanic, but she's not a Latina artist. Mm. And
0: but I mean, there's, there's been for... a lot of reggaeton inspired pop music. Like reggaeton has kind of entered the the pop sphere, and I haven't seen it leveled against many other yeah artists. I don't know I, I've, I've, I mean I, you know, I think we
3: had this similar discussion with uh I'm a piano last year mm. when you know we, the likes of Georgia Smith did an I'm a piano song and people were like well you're not allowed to do that because you're not but I think the thing she's not she wasn't bringing in somebody but she was she had a producer who was doing stuff I think as far as I'm aware and i piano producer not like ripping them off she's collaborating same with Rosalia was collaborating on some of the songs here it's like a dominican genre called bacata which is one of the uh songs the biggest song from this album which is features the weekend it's the sweetest thing that the Weeknd has sung in in a long, long while it's called la fama it's a beautiful song but this the genre itself of music is uh, dominican um but she also has collaborated with a uh, a dembo um artist who uh called uh Tokisha. And she is from uh, Dominica as well, and and that's she's on the album, she's on the track. Um, same with uh, sampling. The first song in the album is called Seyako. It's a reggaeton sample of Daddy Yankee, and you know that's a that's you know a sampled a sample that's been cleared and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. I think it's it's hard for me to understand well not to understand, but I can understand the criticism. But I don't know if it's really fair. Yet, I don't know, I haven't really decided. There is a uh, our um on our Discord, which you can get access through through Patreon. Um, uh, we were talking today just about uh, there's an episode of the New York Times podcast, which I haven't heard yet, but it's, it does address some of this stuff. Okay. So I'm looking forward I'll to hearing that, to that because I'm yeah, I kind of remember this came out in 2020 when she started doing more hip hop and reggaeton style music, and this was something that was level at her. Um, a lot, but I think you know. I don't. It's it's hard. It's very nuanced, and it's hard to say. I don't think she's doing it disrespectfully, and I think she is doing it with collaborators who are from those genres as well. Yeah. But other people feel like she is. I saw one thing that in the article that was like she's collecting um genres like Infinity Stones. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard to know. But I, know. I think it's, yeah, it, that doesn't
0: seem that fair. I don't know. I, I, I obviously not neither of us are from you know either community here but i mean r- r- reggaeton is an incredibly um popular genre of music in kind yeah. of i'm and it's 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 crossed over kind of to the west as well so <laughs> i i don't know if yeah it's, it, i kind I, of feel I, like I, I, a- I find it interesting that r- rosalia is somebody who's kind of Getting criticism leveled at her when I've seen kind of countless white artists mm. use use similar, you know, tactics in their in their music, and it's not leveled against them.
3: You know, she. I think she she has said this. She told Rolling Stone last year. Um, one of the reasons why you know she wants to she wanted to uh, address certain genres that pedal like um macho bravado and misogynist uh, music and language and she told uh, rolling stone i haven't always found female figures who write in a raw way particularly in music or spanish folk music is easier to find those figures in english music rather than spanish music also believe it's not only a reggaeton issue it's a reflection of society this is happening in music because there's something happening at a social level in the real world so she says she, like the seoko the first song uh, is very much um A statement of that kind of uh idea i'm very much me i transform i'm a butterfly i transform i contradict myself i'm everything i transform and i do think because it's a spanish woman bringing her um she is a very futuristic minded and melting pot artist anyway the way she brings all of these sounds in and motomami is a a departure from her previous work as well because it does I think it more, it is dizzying in its styles over 16 tracks. And that's the first thing when I first listened to it, I was like, this is all over the place. I just didn't get it. I was like, well, I, I wasn't, I was like, this doesn't seem that good. It seems like it's trying to load the different things mm. and it wasn't really working. But the more I actually got into it, the more I was like, well, this makes a lot of sense because, well, first of all, it's that incredible voice that she has. And it is like first rate, top top of the charts kind of, uh, voice that is has so much depth and feeling in it and you can't fake that and i think somebody like that doing this kind of music and and doing pop music but also doing like hip-hop and reggaeton and all that kind of stuff it, this is what modern pop music is so yeah. I, I, in a way i like i don't really understand the full extent of the criticism or if it even is or even it is A few people on TikTok who are being picked out. Yeah. uh,
0: That that was my next question. Like, is 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 this criticism coming from um, a kind of a a a place of um, like, is it coming from somewhere that is verifiable, or is it is it one of those things where it's like people have lashed out against so and so for such and such, and yeah, there's so much of that it's
3: like four people on Twitter or something. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, but well,
0: I, look, say- I know nothing about it, um, but I will look into yeah. it. Um, well, and-
3: certainly I, I I'm going to look into it more as well, yeah. but because I did in 2020 and I was like, well, okay, I get it, but also I don't get it. But also I think what she's doing um, is <laughs> it, it kind of transcends what they're talking about. Cause she's not simply making reggaeton songs or, you know, she's not trying to muscle in on, a genre uh without bringing something to it and i think mm. isn't that what music is all about like we learn from each other we learn from other ideas is this an example like okay i hate to be this person but is this an example of like the the way that the political discourse has gone in terms of you know we talk about oh well you can't say this you can't do that you can't do that is this the same kind of um argument or discourse that we're having around music which is suddenly mm. Um, become enlightened by uh, other discourses in yeah. in popular culture. And well, I mean, we've, we've been having
0: at. this conversation since Graceland. You know, like about a, a kind of cross cultural collaboration. When is it? Yeah. Uh, w- when is it appropriation? When is it not? You know, and um, since before Graceland, you know, and and sometimes it is appropriation, but I I would be very reluctant to look at a Latin woman. Performing and writing music, I I I don't know. I I I I don't feel. I feel like if this was Christina Aguilera, what, wow, what a modern <laughs> artist to choose there. If this was Billie Eilish or you know <laughs> Christina yeah. Aguilera, you know, I I I think the conversation might be a little bit different. But yeah, I
3: don't and know. Rosalia, like yeah, really? I don't know. Two 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 people. Uh, like us who are you know we're from ireland we speaking we are white um, sometimes irish yeah we are very white people but um, <laughs> um but like there's a difference between hispanic and uh latin as well yeah. like she's hispanic and we maybe that's not as obvious to us yeah perhaps um as uh, people who live um uh, in spain or who live in puerto rico or somebody like somewhere like yeah, that where absolutely the uh, a, a genre like reggaeton is uh popular but at the same time you you've got to you uh, i'm also learning so much i used to never i never would listen to reggaeton and now i'm like i find that because of what the way that rosalia does it i'm i'm thrilled and fascinated by it and mm-hmm. I, I really like what she does with it and that's the point because she's she's doing something different with it to me and she's doing something even, even still with flamenco there's a track on this yeah. called uh Bolieras, which is the four track on it and she's doing something really really cool with this kind of it almost sounds like something that you might <laughs> like some sort of futuristic west side story you might you might hear it in mm. also doing great stuff um throughout the whole album. Op- i really don't think there's a bad song on this album there's beautiful melodies on it oh, course, what, what was it that I um and
0: was, um, was it the that that put you off it initially was it that there was kind of just too many jumps around in genres and, and then you yeah you found a way in that way was it
3: well, it just felt like some of it, like even Sayoko, that song, that reggaeton song that people have been criticizing has kind of like a real jazz interlude in it. Mm. And you're like, well, because she's trans- talking about being transformative and, you know, pulling things and being a butterfly. And yeah. so I mean, yeah, no, there's the whole other aspect because she sings things in Spanish. Because she sings in Spanish, like I actually don't know what mostly she's singing about yet, because Mm -hmm. I haven't gone deep into those lyrics yet and I haven't translated them. But I do know that the way she approaches these things is like she'll sing a flamenco song and talk about, you know, Versace at the same time, just like the kind of things you don't really hear about in a flamenco song. So I really like the way she addresses these things and she does these, and the songs absolutely stand up to it. They're absolute bangers. Like there's there's so many great, beautiful songs, and there's also deep um lovely gentle quiet ballads as well and there's bits in between there's a track with pharrell and i think on those terms you're like this is an album that is has a lot of depth to it and i think because of that that's why i keep coming back to it um mm-hmm. you know it is one of those things that i know i'm going to be listening to in the next few months and that is what i look for in a really good album I look for, there's depth there's replayability to here there's uh, big moments, there's small moments. It's got a lot for me uh, to come back to and center of it all is the the voice and that's yeah. that's the main thing for me. um here's another bit of a track called hentai from, which is track uh, six on the album so another beautiful melody on this one.
2: Hazme un tape, modo spike Yo lo abatí, hasta que se montó Segundo chingarte, lo primero dio So, 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 so good
3: Okay, that is a very sweet song with a very uh, dirty title. <laughs> it's part of <five. laughs> uh, Japanese uh, porn animation, but uh, yeah, I don't think the lyrics are quite as uh, PG. Uh, Imagine they were. Imagine the lyrics
0: are like. just absolute
3: dirt. But I ab- think they are. They're, oh, are they're they? fairly dirt. Like they're yes. fairly dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: like. I, yeah, I like the sound um, of that song. I like hearing her voice. Okay kind of that that close. We we should we should have a look into um we should maybe think about doing an episode at some point soon, um, about the effect that the production on Billie Eilish's vocals is having on (laughs) Female singers in pop music generally, because they're all very close to the mic these days, and I, yeah. I would argue that that's probably Billy's influence, and then nice influence because it gives a little bit of an ASMR kind of vibe.
3: Yeah. Um, oh, also, I meant I forgot to mention that Candy actually samples Archangel by Burial. Um, I forgot to mention that. Oh,
0: there we go. A yeah. um, yeah,
3: trivia for you.
0: Yes. So, okay, my next choice is a song. Um, By an artist whose album is actually out, but I haven't had a chance to listen to the full album yet. But I like this song. This is Fever by Aldous Harding. So that's Fever by Aldous Harding, released from her album Warm Chris, um, which is weird album title. My brother's name is Chris. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> oh he's yeah. warm, wherever he is. Um, yeah, this album snuck up on me. I didn't know it was released. I thought I thought she had just released the uh the, the two singles, but very excited to to get stuck into it. Um I really like this tune. I think it's nice and kind of bouncy and playful. Um while at the same time being quite warm as well. Um, and I think her, her vocals are really great on this. They're a little bit more. There's something a bit more, um, I don't know, warm about them or something. Um, and I love the sound of the, the the brass in it as well when it comes in. I think it's yeah, I think it's a lovely, lovely song. I'm excited to dive into the album, which you, you've had a you've dipped your toe. Um, I in, have. Yeah. yeah. I really what's your what's your kind of first month. impressions anyway?
3: I really enjoy it. I'm yeah. in the same vein that I enjoyed um, Pompeii by Catloban. I yes. find uh, I I always pair these artists together. Maybe I don't know if it's because I had a playlist with the two of them together, or they just kind of sit in the same place in my head. They're kind of both very liminal songwriters. They do for they me too. Have, they're both. They're yeah, both. they have a kind odd. of singular <laughs> intensity to them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Exactly. They're they're a bit off kilter or a bit a bit odd. Mm. <laughs> Maybe just odd. Um. Yeah, I really like what I've heard here. and certainly dialing back the intensity in terms of vocals um, Mm -hmm. here, which I think works really well. And uh, yeah, I've just been enjoying it. Made with John Parrish. And uh, so a fairly prolific artist, Aldous Harding as well. I think when I'm really in that mood for that kind of music, that kind of um, music that puts you in a different plane, uh, Aldous Harding and Cattle Bond would be two I'd reach for uh, very um obviously for me anyway um is playing the national concert hall but not april 2022 2023 uh, long, <laughs> a long long time away. away yeah yeah i had to check that because i was like oh that's a year that's over a year away yeah same okay. with
0: uh <laughs> with self-esteem right may 2023 i was like oh yay. yeah
3: February, February is it? 2023 yeah yeah. Yeah. I, yeah as I joked on Twitter yesterday only 334 days to go to esteem
0: <laughs> yeah because so I remember I, I had tickets to her gig when she played in the workman's and then I got too scared because of COVID so I sold them um which I don't actually regret I thought I would but I don't um because I would have been scared um but I will be very very happy to see her playing uh is she playing the Olympia?
3: It's the Olympia, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed the workman's gig, but it, the stage was still too small for her. Yeah, yeah. And 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 the production and the uh, dancers and everything that she has, I don't. I think it'll. It benefits a bigger stage. I think so too. I'm saying I, that at the time.
0: I still follow her on uh, on Instagram, and I've seen you know clips of her performing on bigger and bigger stages now, which is amazing to see. Um, and you can tell that she's very much kind of rising to to that space and you know i mean the, even when she was on the smaller stages she had four or five backup dancers and singers and stuff so it's it it's fitting that she'll that she'll be playing a stage like the so well. yeah looking forward to that
3: great okay that was aldous harding and the song was called fever from the album warm chris so my next choice is a song it is from an artist from Ireland, from Tala, who's now based in London. Her name is Spider, and uh, she had an EP out last week called COA, which stands for Coming of Age. This is a song called, uh, called uh, You Get High, I Get Nothing. So Spider song is called You Get High, I Get Nothing. And last year Spider had a song out called I'm Fine, I'm Good, I'm Perfect. I believe we talked about it at this at some point last year. Um, and it was a really cool uh, song. I um first heard of uh Spider who originally released uh, a song in twenty nineteen uh, under the name Jen. Um and that was a, was a song called Star Sign and then change the name to spider released a song called water Sound." then i'm good i'm fine and perfect it was one of my favorite songs of last year so it's really nice to hear this uh spider's just 22 years of age uh, and shared a bit of uh well with, with the last release last year last week with the release last friday uh shared a bit of backdrop about um her coming of age which includes um Being raised as a Black Irish woman from a Nigerian Catholic family, she says she struggled to fit in with expectations and wasn't allowed to go to gigs by her family, which uh, she ultimately rebelled against by moving to London at the age of 18 after finding her voice uh, online in communities with Stan culture and... Uh, love In love with artists like Lord, Halsey and M.I.A., um, Spider decided to make her own music. And interestingly, because this is something that's going to come up with the next artists as well. Um, she says the racial pigeonholing of male producers who took one look at her and assumed she'd be there to make R&B was the reason that she actually started making her own music because she presumed they pres- presumed that's what she wanted to do. And it's something that our next artist will also talks about and something that... Is probably worth exploring on a further on a deeper level, um, soon because it's something I've heard a lot about uh, lately, and I'm sure I've been guilty of it as well because, you know, it is something that happens. Um, so uh, of the title of that song and and EP, uh, Spider says activities like drinking and partying are tagged that's coming of age, when white kids do it, but demonized when kids of color do it. We deserve the right to experience our youth and find ourselves. Uh, coming of age is what it's felt like for me. My, my hope is that other people of colour will listen to it, hear a situation they've been through, and maybe become their own coming of age moment. Uh, musically, there's something a bit different going on here. I really like the vibe of it. I don't really know how to describe it, and that's what makes me excited about this. It's like... It doesn't sound like indie, it doesn't sound like electronic, it sounds a bit of everything but I'm, I can't quite put my finger on what it is, mm. um, but I'm really enjoying what I'm hearing from Spider, so that is, uh, yeah, one want to check out the mixtape or, it's a, I think it's five tracks on it, it's called Coming of Age, COA, so just Spider, and that's it.
0: Cool, um, my next choice is by Amy Michelle, it's called Welcome to the Sidelines, and it sounds like this. That's Amy Michelle. She was one of my ones to watch for 2022 when I chose some uh, earlier in the year. And I think she's great. Um, She's uh, 22 years of age. And I think she's really honed her style when it comes to her vocals and her production. I think there's definitely more than a little bit of that um, Billie Eilish whispered vocals close to the mic that I mentioned earlier. And alongside that, really pretty melodies and um, a little bit of an edge. I think if you slightly change the production on this track, it could be a Phoebe Bridges song uh, very easily. And I just, I just really like her sound. I really like her style. I like her vibe. I like how she, she has a presence on Twitter, but I don't think she looks after it. There's not very much going on on the, on the amy michelle twitter account that isn't just you know amy will be playing this or here's a new single and uh, this, i don't know i get I, there's just a kind of a sense of mystery around her um when i first started listening to her she only had like two songs up on her um on her spotify page um i think she now has six um no album released just yet but um all six of those tracks are great um she also has a fontaine's dc cover on youtube that i go and listen to quite often um it's it's excellent it's really 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 good um and yeah so she is playing um i believe smock alley theater on may 17th um tickets oh, really? are available there. So, what's that for um just for herself, I think. Let me. That's the vibe. Let me check. I oh mean, I, I I had to find. it Sorry, out. it is um, May
3: seventeenth. I just saw it there. Yeah, on the on her page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good.
0: Um. So I think that would definitely be an, an, an interesting, um interesting gig to go to see because I've no doubt that she'll be playing you know bigger venues than that in in, in no time mm. at all. I really really like her sound. Um.
3: Oh, that was announced eight hours ago. Well, that makes sense. There Why you go. It? That <laughs> yeah. On the computer eight hours ago. Um. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I think she's great, um, and kind of I I keep a similar eye on her as I as as I was with kind of with Kinsey, who has a a, a different sound but a similar vibe. I want to say same with Last Apollo as well. There's kind of there's a younger generation of of women who are de- definitely you know inspired by more Mm. definitely more like american uh maybe 90s sounds kind of a little bit grungy but putting putting quite an overtly feminine lilt on it which i really like um and i think she sounds cool and is cool
3: yeah this is um something that very quickly Developed, and I think it's actually been bubbling for a while. Mm. Uh, the manager James, who also manages Kojak, sent me this um in July. The Fontaine's cover in July. Mm. I was very impressed by that at the time, but very much a minimal presence online at that time. Even yeah, but you can see if you look at her, like her Instagram is. The dominant colors are purple, <laughs> yeah, and black, and <laughs> even that. You know that, what it's a very clear steady video. Like
0: it, I think when I. Well, yeah. I I wrote about it. Um, you know, there's there's kind of there's teddy bears everywhere, there's there's band posters on the wall. It's a very kind of like very specific teenage girl aesthetic, but kind of the way that Gen Z passed that through this this lens of nostalgia for early two thousands, late nineties culture, like like fluffy photo frames do you know do, like does that does that mean anything <laughs> like I just it's it's, it's yeah. a specific way that my room was when i was that age and things are you know those like plastic bubble chairs and stuff there, there's a definite aesthetic um that yeah. has kind of spawned out of you know kind of soccer mummy even early phoebe bridgers uh, the influences of artists like Elliot smith and bright eyes and um that, that those sort of more um melodic introspective tunes, but that were once the the domain of of men, uh, very much seem to be, you know, getting gra- grabbed up by the gals now, which I think is is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And she seems to be a, a a very good musician as well as having a, a great grasp of those those very recognizable vocals as well. So I'm really excited about her. I I hope that um. I hope she releases a a full length album this year. I'd
3: be. Yeah. Well, she signed to method records who have uh, a major label. um, I don't know what you'd call it. Partnership deal. Mm-hmm. Um, affiliation. Development, whatever it is affiliation yeah probably that um but yeah very interested to see that uh see her develop it's been a very quick development but a very clear aesthetic um sound mm. and someone who knows what they're doing yes uh, for sure that is always that is actually the probably if somebody is trying to make a career out of music if you can nail those things from the bat off the bat you'll set yourself up uh, in a good way to um uh, I don't know. Be a full time musician, full time mm. career. I don't know. Whatever you want to say. Are you just recycling when...
0: talking points from your from your talk earlier in Manuth universe? Maybe it's now. in my head, but I didn't talk.
3: To, <laughs> I didn't talk about specifics like that. But sure. yeah, maybe you know. Okay, so my next song is uh, another uh, Irish artist, and, and like I said, um, so. We talked there about um our an Irish artist called Spider who uh was presumed to be making R&B. This next artist is called Effie. She is from uh she's 21 years of age and she is from Dublin as well. And uh she said she uh strongly resonated with uh the songwriter Rachel Chinneriri's uh recent open letter about wrongly being wrongly stereotyped as an R&B artist. Um I didn't see that originally, but I just dis- drew attention to it. Um and she said when she saw her tweets, I was like, "This has been exact my exact thoughts for a while." I get labeled as just straight up r and uh, which is definitely something she was quite shocked by. Uh, I feel like she said, "I feel like my music has strong elements of indie alternative and bedroom pop." I even make jokes about how a black person could make full on metal music and still be called alt r and I was questioning myself that maybe I was just reading into it too much So when Rachel put it into words It was so nice and reassuring to know I wasn't the only one who felt this way So this is absolutely not an R&B track This is a a new song from Effie Um, It's a bright and summery tune I'm going to play it now It is called Kiwi Um, okay, that was uh, Kiwi from this artist called Effie. Uh, I feature Effie a number of times, but um, I just really like that song. I think it's got a, it's got a clear aesthetic as well, and a, a video which uh, features a bear on a forest and uh, worth having a look at. She's supporting JPEG Mafia this weekend in Dublin, and then later in the year uh, supporting Still Woozy in Europe, and you can see her at the likes of the Great Escape. And uh, Forbidden Fruit as well this summer. So uh, one to watch out. She has an EP coming out in June called Vitamin C. And uh, so watch out for that. Effie, that's E-F-E. So over cool.
0: to you. Over to me. If you remember us talking about Mat in our best of February, you'd be right. But you should also remember that we didn't actually get into the weeds of the album, um, which was released in March, believe it or not, uh, even though it feels like it's been out for a long time. So uh, my next choice, my second, uh, or my first, excuse me, album choice is If My Wife Knew I'd Be Dead by CMAT. And this song is called Nashville. So that's the first song from if my wife knew i'd be dead by cmat uh, Song is called nashville i think what is so outstanding about this song and i think so far it's my song of the year it might change but it's definitely up there um what's so wonderful about that song is that it encapsulates what cmat does I mean I've talked for a long time about how CMAC kind of she reels you in with her humour and the memes and the Diet Coke and the Marion Keyes references and all of this but then once she has you in the palm of her hand she just starts you know bearing her soul to you and talking about very difficult uh, topics about you know loneliness and relationships and being in your 20s and and I know that those th- those are well trodden um topics, but she just does it in in a way that perfectly kind of gets across well, A, her talent for songwriting and B her her talent for kind of using her influence as well. I love Nashville so much. Um and there's a little I don't I I wouldn't have found this unless I was just scrolling on genius when I was first listening to the song, but she has a little section on this song, you know, a verified commentary from the artist um, on this song. And she she says in that commentary, this sums up the whole album, a song that I wrote because I've really because I have really, really been a very depressed person. I was thinking about the fact that during the times of the most depression, just unable to cope with the world, completely struggling, that I'm the most crack. Um, She talks about um, a podcast that she listened to an episode of You're Wrong About and there was an episode um, uh, trigger warning for for listeners here just for mentions of suicide. Um, she was talking about um, an episode that she was listening to about a man who had decided to end his life and um, instead of um, going about it without saying goodbye to anyone, he decided to have a big leaving party and tell everybody that he was moving to California. And he did that, and then and then he did take his own life. And after hearing that, she uh, she said that she had this instinctive thought of, if that was me, I would have said I was moving to Nashville. And I think that that's it's just such a, it's a it's a wonderful, um, take on a very very sad, uh, story. And the song itself doesn't beat you over the head with that mm. story. You know, like you, you, you're listening to the lyrics and you're like, okay, she's obviously not going to Nashville. Um, And there's obviously this sense that there's something else afoot. But I'm really happy that I read that explanation of it because I think it just added, it It, it confirmed to me that there was something else afoot in this song and that it is an incredibly sad lonely deeply deeply lonely song that is that just has this kind of hopelessness in it um but she does it with this with this sparkle and this shine and i think that that it's it's just such good songwriting It's such terrific songwriting as a, a song that you could listen to and be like oh this is fun yeah we're all going to nashville but you know that it, that's just drags you in and then she just kicks the shit out of you she's She's brilliant and she does she does it throughout the whole record like I, i mean this album um i will always associate this album with kind of early 2022 and just that like i i spoke before about the amazing gig that she did about how elated and excited everybody on twitter was when she was when she went to number one with it and the album is just brilliant. there's not a bad song on it, but i I really wanted to highlight Nashville in this in in this discussion about the album um just because I think it's like to have it as your opener as well and it, mm. it's it, it's also such a scene setter for who Cmat is as an artist, you know, very inspired by um country music, but also. Geographically, completely removed from that world, um, and the loneliness in that—in—in in not having, you know, contemporaries in her own country who are also making the same kind of music as her. You know, she doesn't have a scene like, like an indie rock scene or a hip hop scene. She's she's sort of an artist out there on her own. I don't think she will be for very long, um, and I'm very excited for the for all of the kind of the the artists that are going to come along. That are inspired by CMAT and to to really get this Irish country music, like not Na- <laughs> Nashville country, um, scene going. I really hope that happens. Um, but to, but to have it as that scene setter, I think is excellent. Uh, I, I think the 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 album is um, the the tracks are ordered very well as well, um, and oh, it's just great. It's just really really great. And if I need a little lift. I listen to this album, but if I also need a bit of bit of a walk, you know and you're like, yeah i'll just I'll just go and listen to c matt um but uh. Yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful uh, album, which everybody
3: listening to this podcast knows already. Like, it's, yeah, it's not I won't add word. too much to it, because I'm a bit sea matted out at the moment. Not no, just that's fair it's enough. Been a lo- it's been a long road.
0: It has, it's <laughs> been a it's really great. long but road. But I was yeah.
3: listening to the album a few days ago. So, you know, I mean, not that sick of it, but, you know. yeah. Um, But, you know, that's great. That's actually, thank you for that insight, Andre, because I, I hadn't noticed that, to be mm. honest. Um, so that is really, that does change the, put the song. Uh, on its head a bit, so yeah. Um, thanks for that.
0: Yeah, have another listen to it with that in mind, because I think it does kind of transform how, how you listen to it. Yeah, I
3: just kind of thought it was this like buzzy opener. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I haven't really listened to it too deeply yet. Um, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. Okay, my next track is an album. Actually, it's an album from Charlotte Edigerie and Bollis Papul, and it's called Topical Dancer. They are um, a Belgian duo who are releasing uh released their album in uh, February on Dewey and uh this is a song from it called ha, ha. Okay, we were getting distracted by a cat. Uh, in the meantime, there. So, whoa. Uh, that was Charlotte Diggory and uh, Balus Popple. Uh, song called "Ha Ha," probably not the best example, actually, of of what they do. To be honest, um, but I have I feel like I've played of maybe one or two others on this as well. But the point is, uh, Charlotte Diggory is the, the singer or the uh, the, uh, the vocalist on uh, this album, and it started as a Charlotte Diggory project and became charlotte didgerie and bollis popple they worked together they were uh first started in 2016 working together and um, i think Sowax actually did put them together uh for a dewe release but the album's interesting because it's kind of like that like kind of modern electronic uh electro music but it's got the lyrics are about social media vanity cultural appropriation again uh racism uh political correctness uh, all the things you'd hear in the world, There's a song called uh, "Say No" on Cliche, uh, which is uh, it uses really cliche lyrics um, in every line, like "Put your hands up in the air." You know, I was walking down the street and whatever. Mm. Um, there's loads of that kind of stuff in it, and then there's making sense. Stop a reference to Talking Heads, of course, and uh, there's loads of that kind of stuff happening. I think it's yeah. They say it's kaleidoscopic electro pop. Can't say much more than that, really. It is uh, a fine release. Uh, Ten tracks um topical dancer uh, it is uh really good and uh yeah you may have heard tracks like blenda or thank you is a great song <laughs> um it's it's about being in the music industry and being told how what you should do how you should wear your hair oh and she's like thank you for the opportunity for playing this showcase festival it's very important like that we don't get paid for this because it's more important that we you know have the opportunity than getting money you know like so i'm sure there's a lot of uh, showcase music festivals are kicking up again and places like south west are um the places where those things happen so uh you know i'm sure <laughs> i did actually see charlotte Didri play uh with Ballas popple in Eurosonic in 2020 so all the way back so hopefully they'll be here soon okay over to you
0: over to me my next artist is another artist i've spoken about a lot on this podcast but quite rightly as she's deadly. Uh this is Kinsey with her new track, New This Month, New Year. Sounds like this. That's New Year by Kinsey, um, which is a song that I think is great. I always love to see Kira Lindsay releasing great new music. And I feel like she's been on a really good run since her nomination for Song of the Year a Choice Prize for Mr. Nice Guy, which should have won. Um, and I think New Year is, it's great. It's really a kind of dark, chaotic, synth pop mm. pop. It's great sound. Um she does seem to be kind of ramping up towards a bigger release. She's got um a great music video for this track, which is very cool. We we're talking earlier about Amy Michelle having a very certain kind of aesthetic. Kinsey definitely has that as well. Um dark dark and chaotic, I think would be the the words I'd use again for her. Um I didn't catch her in was it the workman's The Cellar? She played
3: a um, No, it was Whelan's Upstairs, I it thought, was, the last two songs because oh, I ran down th- another gig. I did it for the first time in forever. Uh, I ran, yeah, I I did, ran did, to I another gig and yeah. I, did, I didn't catch
0: day. her at that but I saw a lot of uh, people who I follow on Instagram putting up uh, videos and I think if you come across well in Instagram videos then you played a good gig um, and she seemed to be, like, there, there seemed to be a lot of people there who knew, like, all the words to all her songs. So um, I think that's great. I'm really happy that she is getting good plays, good attention from kind of UK media as well. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to be big.
3: Yeah, we've been playing the Great Escape as well, and mm. um, we'll expect more from her. Yeah, New Year is great as well. Um, as you say, building up and on from the progress and the songs are getting better and better. So yeah, lovely to hear. Okay, my next choice is an artist that I discovered. Uh, uh, I hate the word discovered in a way because no one discovers it. You just hear somebody and you're <laughs> like, they're great. Yeah. And then you're like, but it's been a slow discovery for me. Uh, her name is Tom Berlin, and this is a song called Tap. Do
1: you think about the trees and the breeze How they swing and scream talk and breathe I wish I so tall
3: So that was uh, Tom Berlin, who is an artist who's from Florida. Her name is Sarah Beth Tom Berlin. Um, I heard a song for, I think I'd heard her before, but uh, there was a song called I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This, which was on a playlist or maybe it was actually a Hype Machine stack newsletter that we do every week. I think it might have been that. Um, it, that was the one that got me. Uh, it's a forthcoming album. Uh, that was the title track from it. The Chap is on, is the second song that followed up. And I really like what I'm hearing there. And I thought you might as well, because it kind of reminds me a little bit of The Weather Station and Halfway and the kind of stuff that you like. Uh, Tomberlin plays uh, Grand Social, actually, on May 8th. So I cool. want uh, to, to maybe have a look at.
0: Sweet. Um, I was about to say, speaking of The Weather Station, but not yet. First, we have um, Paul Noonan, who simply refuses to stop collaborating <laughs> um, alongside Maria Kelly. Paul,
3: come on now. Paul. You need to stop.
0: But I think this is this is good. Um, I don't mind. It's fine. Good man, Paul. I like Paul. This is good. This is the sum of the in-between um, uh, by Maria Kelly, the Postcards version. Drinker.
1: I'm really bad at holding my own hand and I'm lonely I will do just about anything that I can to understand you, and I'm okay with that.
0: That's Maria Kelly and Paul Noonan from the Postcards In Between version of some of the In Between, Maria Kelly's wonderful album uh, that came out last year, um, which I think is lovely. I think this project is going to involve Maria um, collaborating and reimagining each of the songs from her album. Maria Imagining. Maria Imagining. Um, her alter ego um, reimagining the songs from the song of the in-between with different artists at least I think that's what it is
3: yeah um, there's uh, 11 songwriters who are listening 11
0: really. yeah so the, uh, so it, this is a very very nice um, introduction to that I think the piano on it is is lovely. It's a very sweet. Um, song. If anyone hasn't listened to Maria Kelly's album from last year, then you should. It's really beautiful. Um, I caught just the end of her when she was, of her set when she was supporting already in the Button Factory last month, February. I want to say February. Mm, um, and she was, she was really, really great. And I think that this is a lovely arrangement that is just very twinkly, very sweet, very, um, very delicate. I think their voices sound really nice together. and I'm excited to see what, um, what other artists are going to be working on with it because the songs are all so great. What
3: well, will I tell you? Will I tell you who's... who's yeah, go
0: one?
3: on. Yeah, um, it's Abba Caxi, Kieran Lavery, James Elizabeth Borrow, Rosie Kearney, Saint Sister, uh, Shiv, Sive, uh, Sammy Copley, Tim Chadwick and Runa. So there you go. And um, and and there's also the same sister one. I feel
0: like that would work Mm, very well.
3: Indeed. Mm. Um, So there's a a tour dates for these, which are happening in May, Dublin, Galway, Limerick, Cork and London. And there's also a pop-up exhibition alongside the postcards in between pop-up exhibition, Um, as well as an event that uh, Maria is running with Mining Creative Minds, who are, uh, the mental health, well-being, support for the creative sector. So I really like what she's doing here. That mm. She's trying to do something a bit different. And um, and that's to be applauded for sure. Yeah. And I think as well, you should pick your song because my, my last choice has an asterisk beside it for a particular reason.
0: Okay, right. Um, I'll jump right in then. Um, my last recommendation for this month um, is the album, How Is It That I Should look at the stars by the weather station and this song is called (laughs) this song is called Endless Time
1: it's only the end of an endless time they don't put that in the paper you won't hear it Like a sunset about to begin. Maybe at first you can't believe it was the sky all lit in
3: color and love. So this is a companion album to her last album, is it? Um, does yes. It, what does it feel like overall? Is it demos? Is it?
0: It feels uh, how that.
3: Clip sounded.
0: It's extremely paired back. Yeah, it, it is the um, companion album to Ignorance, which was uh, the 2021 album from the Weather Station, aka Tamara Lindeman, which is one of our favourite names to name. say. Oh, it's just name. lovely. Um, <laughs> it's and that that album was a beautiful meditation on kind of the state of the world in terms of. Um, climate, anxiety and grief, were kind of through the prism of personal experience. And these these tracks were these are songs that were written during that time. But this, it's not a, a B sides or kind of a off cuts or anything. It's just that these songs didn't fit in with the sound of that other album, um, that which was recorded or written rather in the winter of, uh, of 2018. And the working title for this album definitely gives a clue into what it sounds like overall because the working title was ballads, and that's exactly what we get here. They're kind of very beautiful meditative ballads that are very personal and reflective and really, really produce with a a, a gentle touch. um i I remember i I was reviewing this for um arena and i sort of had my opinion on it set um which was that i liked it but i didn't love it and then i remember it was a really beautiful evening and i decided to walk to orty which takes about an hour and i was like no i'll walk today um and decided that this would be the album that i'd walk with and like the sun was setting and it was just so nice and I just just that experience of of that just that walk while listening to the album just completely changed how I felt about it. I think it's it's one of those albums where if you find yourself in the right setting and mindset and kind of willing to give yourself over to it in in a way that isn't I don't know maybe I was listening to it to get it out of the way or something um but just kind of carving out a bit of a space of kind of liminality where I had nothing else to do except listen to that music in you know relative nature, walking along the N eleven, um, it just <laughs> sort of uh, there are trees there, <laughs> but it just bicolic
3: bicolic <laughs> nature. <of the> N11.
0: <laughs> that's that's my first EP, <laughs> but um, it just I don't know something something in it just clicked with me, and I ended up having to kind of frantically change a lot of my notes in the in the little. You know, reception area of the uh, RT radio studios. Um, I'm
3: as just as impressed that you had your notes well and ready to do, to go. Oh uh, yeah, in time enough that you knew that you'd have. Oh, you look. I think I'll walk today because you know, I have an hour. I have an hour. Oh
0: yeah, go. yeah. I'm very. I, I take my take my role very seriously. Um, but but yeah, that I think I think that um, I think it's an album that you. You shouldn't kind of just put on to have listened to it. I think it's something that rewards um, really spending time with and not having anything else to do while you're listening to it. I mean, Sean Rock said that he'd enjoy listening to it while he's doing the last bit of washing up before bed. And hey, that's that's his jam and that's fine. But, um, but it is, is a, a very beautiful
3: album. life. Situation, yes, that happens to exactly. many
0: people. <laughs> but um, is there
3: a Spotify playlist for that? Probably not.
0: I, I mean, there should be. <laughs> I'll, I'll make them one. Um, washing up before bed. Washing up before bed. That little, that little time. Um, but I mean, I still do prefer the the much bigger sound of Ignorance, which is the the kind of the other companion album. But this has really grown on me a lot um, over over the past. You know half a month or whenever it was, uh, half a month, who says half a month? Anyway, um, <laughs> Niall, what's your, your final, uh, your final choice and why the asterisk?
3: <laughs> well, I mean, my final choice is sort of, is a recommendation, but it's also in any other business because, uh, it's an act I manage. His name is Skinner. And uh, this song came out last week. It's called uh, The Slump. Um, I, I think it's great. I would. Um, I think it's great too. Uh, and I that. don't
0: manage him. So just. I say. Don't think it's
3: great. Yeah. But see, see, this is, the, this is the kind of like things I wrestle with because I'm like, I obviously like the artist. That's why I'm working with them. Yes. And I like what their music is doing. But it, I also, you know, I also represent them yeah. sometimes. If
0: so this was like, bad okay. and you were managing him. I'd be like, no, no, we're not including
3: it. I'm putting my foot down. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just doing this for the money. <laughs> and as we all know, there's no money in management. No. So I'm definitely, I'm definitely not doing this for money. But this is a uh, this is Skinner, anyway, Skinner. the Slump. <laughs> Track him out last Friday. It's kind of this ESG post punk, um, James Chance, cool buzz. Uh, Skinner is Aaron Corkin. Corcor- Corcoran, he's a 24-year-old uh, musician from Kildare. Um, and I really like the vibe with this, of course, uh, I do. It, it, the vibe is very bouncy. Um, he's playing Workman's on uh, 20th of May, and he's currently sporting silverbacks uh, on tour as well. So loads of stuff coming up But May 20th in Workman's Club. Here's a listen to The Slump. Go
1: back to where you belong So in the great divide I lie between me again but it caught me good so good so good so good and now i'm in the slow
3: Okay, okay. That is The Slump by uh, Skinner. Yeah, that was Aaron Corcoran. Uh, great track came out last week. It's been doing really well. Nice video to it as well. I managed Very here, cool video. So that's, my, that's my asterisk. There you go. And it's time for the rest. We'll sail this podcast into the sunset. So we can all go spend uh, our time in the bucolic vistas of the N11 and the canal. <laughs> Uh, respectively yes please um, uh, no, yeah. what is your reason to be cheerful my reason Andre, to be period.
0: cheerful is also a plug uh, if anyone is in Waterford this Saturday I will be at the Waterford Comedy Festival oh yes I won't be doing stand-up what? don't worry um I will be um helping out our lovely friends uh over on the Juvenalia podcast Stepping in for Sarah uh, on the live podcast it's at 5 p.m. on the V two stage on O'Connell Street. That's O'Connell Street in Waterford, not in Dublin. Um so if anyone's in Waterford is at the comedy festival, come see us. Um it'll be fun.
3: Yeah. Very good. I didn't know that was happening. You, um yes it surprised it, and delighted me.
0: Yes. So um it'll yeah, it'll be great fun. Um, sorry, I'm just I, the
3: foolhardy I, festival. But yes,
0: that's what's it. called.
3: So, yeah,
0: <laughs> <Great> <laughs> I'm <dinner>. very prepared. <laughs> um, so yeah, come along, well, that
3: yeah. fun. You're stepping in. Yeah, you're stepping in.
0: She's stepping in. She's stepping in. Um, yes, what's your reason to be cheerful?
3: Uh? Well, my reason to be cheerful right now is that it's still bright out at seven thirty oh, it's p.m. Glorious, I know isn't it? We've been through the clock situation. You know, um Come it's here. What,
0: were we meant to not be doing that anymore? I remember before the pandemic, there was a load of talk about Ireland not observing daylight savings anymore.
3: And then, yeah, I thought there was some argument or some at least chatter about it. Yeah, and then
0: the pandemic happened, and, and nobody was talking about it because I thought it was supposed to end yeah. in twenty twenty. I don't know. I I like it. I like oh, the little. I like the little bit of chaos that it causes. The next day when the clocks go forward or back and everyone's a bit like oh what what time is it even though all our devices like update automatically everyone's still hey my, like, car, doesn't. my car, car doesn't does my car doesn't my car's on the wrong time like I have a real clock in in my living room I have to change that it's just a little bit of fun it's just a bit of ooh you a little know a
3: bit of fun yeah. playing with time we're just, just playing weird. with time just don't worry about time, time.
0: time doesn't just, matter
3: like, twice a year well, don't worry about it we're just so time wacky. is just a construct yeah yeah, It's all fine Exactly But it is uh, It does It does matter when it gets brighter in the mornings And the evenings I Yeah it's for like, sure It's kind of worth it Yeah I definitely felt like uh, I lost Some sleep Yeah <laughs> But other than that It's been fine. I
0: 100% um, stopped being a winter girl Maybe mid-March And then I I just go all in on spring I love spring So I'm going to try and I'm going to try and really love it this year
3: Well we had some lovely weather this week oh, But I might not be staying so But sure look It's a glimpse It's fine the cro- Get the, the garden are furniture owned. out for a few days. It's
0: gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. The tulips will be out along the N. Eleven. Time for soon. planting. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
3: Very good. I'm I'm living in a house now that has a garden, so this is a this is a oh, wonderful development for me. I only had a yard beforehand for many years, and I'm very excited is, for you. Uh, things in bloom. There's things happening. It's uh, it is it's it's possibilities. I was like, I kind of went when I saw people outside on over the weekend or on monday maybe even was it was like oh, i know i understand why people work on their garden when the weather is nice because it gives them something to do, something That's to really do nice. outside
0: yeah because yeah. it's sort yeah, of like, it's not so warm enough to kind time. of sit with a book yet. I, 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 yeah i i do think you, you need to be doing a little bit of movement when it's about you know between 13 and 16 degrees you need to be you need to be moving a little bit you can't really be sitting um so just doing a little up some weeds. Um yeah, I'm ordering yeah. new garden furniture um this week.
3: So oh, I'm very excited. Lovely. Yeah
0: lovely. Anyway, so thanks for listening, everyone.
3: That's plenty. That's plenty. Any 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 recommendations for us this month? We did today uh, we would talk about Piranesi the book. Oh, um, did you finish I out of the library. it? I did, yeah. Okay, I did. did you love it? Um, it was great. I enjoyed it so much. I didn't know where it was going. Isn't it like nothing time, else you've ever read? Yeah, I just, it's, it's like a fantasy book, but it's not a fantasy book, Mm. but it's kind of like, it reminds me of something that I would have read when I was 12 and I would just would have been so gripped by, Yeah, you know, yeah, like something that just is, it's grown up, but it's like mystery, it's it's intrigue, it's fantasy, it's, it's not what you think it is. It's
0: so, yeah, uh, it's so difficult difficult to, I, I try not to really explain it to people when i'm recommending it which is often i because if you say like oh it's fantasy it just nothing can kind of really you know get yeah. get into the weeds of what it is but it's uh it's it, a truly it certainly does transport
3: book. you to a completely different place um, different which is place. also um you know it's unusual yeah. to find something like that I think, if well.
0: if you so, liked wonderful. Piranesi. um the the book I read straight after it, because I was reviewing both of them, I just so happened to kind of read them in succession. Um, There's another book, there's a book by Bridget Collins called The Betrayals um, which is I found it similar in its kind of in its world building. Don't read too much about it before you read it but um, it's similarly sort of a Um, very creative in terms of the world that it builds, how much it trusts you to do a lot of the work, like, you know, the way in Pyrenees, if things aren't being, you know, completely laid out for you and explained, there's a bit, there's, there's a lot of you kind of doing the work and bringing a bit of yourself to the story. The Betrayals does that really, really well. Um, (laughs) so I, I'd highly recommend that. I remember reading those two in tandem. Um, great i have a, a couple of um recommendations uh, there's a book called the school for good mothers that'll be coming out in the next couple of weeks as uh, kind of a dystopian um book about a woman who has her child taken away from her um because she left the baby on her own um for two and a half hours and child tech services take away but they're also trialing this school for good mothers um it's a little bit handmaid's tale um a little bit um what was that was a coffee's book um
3: oh i didn't read that yeah, yeah. oh it's
0: brilliant breaking point a little bit of that in it as well it's very very good book um let me just find the name of the author because i can't remember it now the school for good mothers uh jessamine chan um it's great. I, re, I absolutely devoured it. Um, I think my review of it is going to be out on Sunday in the Business Post if anyone's interested in reading it. Uh, on TV, I've been watching Pieces of Her, um, which is a drama with Tony Collette in it on Netflix. It's good. Yeah. Bops on, fine. Absolutely grand. Um, Bridgeton season two was boring. Um, absolutely no chemistry. Where's all the sex gone? I'm not here for all of these words. I'm d- the, very boring um but com- completionists should watch it I guess and I wa- the only one of the apart from dune the only one of the oscar films that I watched was the power of the dog um which had no dogs in it um but was very good
3: yeah that's that's a fantastic film I thought. yeah I thought um, it was excellent.
0: I thought it was really wonderful and I am not a fan of benedict cumberbatch um, seems mm. like a nice guy, but i'm I, I generally find it hard to watch something and not be like, oh Benedict Cumberbatch is doing some acting you know um but I found his performance really gripping and quite um quite disturbing he, I thought I thought he was great mm. um, yeah he
3: was brilliant no? he was absolutely brilliant. he was the center of that as well I think Bobby yeah Smith mcphee was obviously oh my god as well, but-
0: what a, what a revelation. But a lovely,
3: a lovely Brilliant. boy. And then obviously everyone's girlfriend,
0: person Dunst, was outstanding. So, yeah. Did
3: you watch any of the right. Oscar nums? Um, the other one, I did see Dune. I think Dune very much feels like the first of a yet, you know, mm-hmm. a, tr- a trilogy to come. So it's kind of hard to say on its own. I don't know yeah. if it should be nominated for Best Picture. I think a nomination's um, want-
0: fine. Had it won, I would have been a bit like, oh, but,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, I'd seen Dog look up, of course, which is. Oh, uh, sorry, you know, I have
0: um, seen that. Yeah.
3: Pertinent, based on uh, what actually happened at the Oscars and what people ended up talking about, and what happened the next day. Oh my god, did um,
0: you see with... that Will Smith punched um, or slapped Chris oh, Rock? Did you see that? Did you know that that happened?
3: Oh god! Did you not enjoy it? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god I'm just so sick of it now. We were like two days three days ago uh, I'm so sick of it. Mike, um, Michael Fry Belfast and, I never want to see um,
0: like that night he put up like a video of him talking to the camera and he was just like this has been the best day for Twitter like ever like better than the you know 30 to 50 feral hogs like better than the toy show and the year ever, because everything was just the memes were so good. I got no work done on Monday. I swear to God, I was just on Twitter. It was such a good day for it. It was great. I enjoyed
3: it. I'm glad you had a good time. Oh, it's great. <laughs>
0: it's just great. I
3: tuned out, I tuned out pretty quickly, but you couldn't really tune out. Um, no. Um. Okay. What else did I, What else happened? Or what else did I watch? Um. Oh yeah. Bookwise, Um. This woman's work: essays on music. Uh. Yeah. By Sinead Gigs and Kim Gordon's out next week. Um we both have preview copies of it and uh very much worth to read i've read a bit Definitely. of it so far really nice and uh, former guest of the show uh liz pelly is in that as well as long as her sister jane uh worth having a look at um movie wise i watched lamb have you seen lamb no I haven't. Seen um, it was on movie and um, thought it was going to be a horror it's more of a folk tale um i enjoyed it for what it was didn't really get where it went but um
1: okay yeah
3: it was it was strange atmosphere set nice and stuff happens with children and not children um, okay. and a family uh, who are looking after a child of sorts. <laughs> anyway, um, TV show uh, Love is Blind season two was absolutely brilliant and uh, something that I'm yeah. so glad I watched. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm happy uh, for you. Because I enjoyed the shit. The chaos. That, uh, piece of trash. What's <gasps> <laughs> your man's name and, who yeah. I
0: hated at the beginning and that I loved Sh- Shane, oh, um, is it the blonde hair, the Shane, like the puppy the, man?
1: The yeah, he yeah, just yeah. wanted
0: to wear a cape at his wedding. He's like, oh, can I wear a cape? And his fiance's like, what are you? <laughs> what are you? He's so funny. Doesn't believe in pensions. Just like doesn't no. believe in them. And I think he's onto something.
3: Chaotic energy for sure. Huge chaotic Labrador
0: say. energy. Yeah
3: yeah yeah (laughs) Um, some would say cocaine energy perhaps but that's what it felt like to me
0: (laughs) allegedly who
3: knows speaking of cocaine did you see
0: Liam Payne (laughs) allegedly Um, with his new Dutch accent no. Oh, did you not see that? Oh my God. Right. I, I I won't explain it because every everyone's already seen it, but um go look up Le Lean Payne, the Oscars, and just enjoy. He's 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 got a new accent and he's not afraid to show it. Um
3: Great. Yeah. Um the other thing I'm enjoying at the moment is We Crash, which is a bit silly, but um it's about uh We Work and it stars Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah. And it's a bit ridiculous, but it's about the um we work and the toxic uh, toxic wellness culture of uh of building uh unicorn companies in mm. the world now who charge yeah that whole story
0: wild yeah.
3: um oh sorry my um, my
0: last recommendation is the game tunic um which is wonderful um it's a mix between uh, the, you play little fox going on a little adventure and it's a mix between kind of legend of Zelda and dark souls. It's very, very hard. Um, I haven't completed it yet. It's apparently like a 20 to 25 hour game, but I, I don't play games. And so I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at it, but it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's out on the Xbox pass thing. Um, and also you can get it on steam. I, do, my laptop runs it on steam. So it's not, it's not really big. Um, and it's just, absolutely beautiful and lovely and if anyone's self-isolating with COVID at the moment it, it really got me through the first four days of, of having COVID so highly recommend that nice yeah
3: nice Is um, that it? my other reason to be cheerful oh. and and uh, live experience was that I took my dad to see Sam Fender last week because he's a oh, big yeah. fan of Sam Fender that's adorable it's- it was a bit random. I'll be honest. I didn't expect him to like Sam Fender. He asked me, could he go? Yeah. Uh, cause he couldn't get a ticket cause it was sold out. Cause Sam Fender is absolutely massive. He is very popular. Very popular. Yeah. Mm. You wouldn't believe how popular he is, but, um, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was just great being in the tree again. And, you know, he's a Springsteen, a swong, a songwriter in the, in the style of Springsteen as well. And look, there's nothing wrong with that really. And, no. uh, he has good range and, uh, Lovely voice. And uh, he writes, you know, he reminds me of a bit of like, there's a Damien Dempsey kind of vibe to him in the way that he writes songs about uh, young men and uh, troubled young men and expressing feelings and, uh, you know, rejecting toxic masculinity. So, do you know what it is about Sam Fender? Like seems Sam Bender. like
0: he has a good head on his shoulders. He
3: does. just good. Always good.
0: A nice lad. <laughs> like that George, George Ezra as well. Just a good head on their shoulders, you know. I know just <laughs> you know not interested in their music but seem seem to be seem to be doing okay with the whole yeah, thing he'd yeah he's
3: lovely light good for them he's like if you have none if you have none good to say don't say anything at all right
0: okay that's <laughs> right, we'll podcast. leave it there we'll leave it there for this Goodbye. week
3: yeah it's still bright and we're off and we'll talk to you next week thanks, thanks Andrea now.
0: thanks everybody bye
3: bye talk to you soon